I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hello and welcome. Uh, what? Ahoy hoy, nothing. Oh, I was going to interrupt, then I realized like, I wasn't saying ahoy hoy, so I stopped, and then I interrupted you anyway, so. Right. Fucking shambles. The smooth sort of start you expect from this podcast. You are welcome. Uh, how are you, Peter? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Actually, yeah. do you know what? Do you know what? Yes. Um, I think I've got hay fever for the first time in my life. Me too, me too. This year, 100%, 1,000%. And this is apparently a common phenomenon due to the type of pollen something something didn't read the end of the article because it was in a paper you had to have a paywall for. Right. But I did read a headline, Pete, and I was intrigued almost enough to sign up, and then I didn't. Um, yes, it's just first time ever. Itchy yeah. as fuck, mate. Me too. I'm sneezing. I've, I've bulk bought some, um, what are they called? Anti- antihistamines. Antihistamines. Six months worth for a fiver on Amazon. Cheers, guys. Um... Six months deal. worth for yeah. a fiver. Yeah. How uh, often are you taking them? Daily. One a day. Wow. Good that, innit? Someone yeah. put me onto them. Uh, who's a sort of, they're called Alacan. So if anyone else oh, is, you've got an antihistamine guy, have you? Yeah, I've got an antihistamine dealer, yeah. Right. Gives the best rates. Uh, so there you go. Hopefully that's been helpful to anyone. Have a little search on that. Get a, stock them up. Have a nice time. I heard a... Um, a hay fever expert on the radio fairly recently yes. and they said that one of the uh ways to improve it is nasal douching which <laughs> i think sounds horrendous nah, thing. yeah it just sounds awful can i blow your mind go on i didn't know that's what it was called but i do own a nasal doucher <laughs> Uh, how big is it? Uh, like it's like a if it's what I think it is, it's like the, like some water that you sort of like flush up there. Yeah, but I don't think squirting loads of water up your nose is good for you. Well, look, Pete, the, the, the risk of this podcast becoming less about friends week by week, we should really crack on with the frenzy thing in a minute. But it does clear you out a bit. Uh, but also, <laughs> on that note, I'm about to have keyhole surgery on my nose to uh, unblock my sinuses. Right. So I'll tell you if it has a sort of long-term effect of a nasal doucha. But yeah, it's a proper like, it's like, um, what's the word? Where they whoosh it up your jacksy. Um, what's it called? A colonic. Colonic, yeah, that's the word. It's like a nasal colonic. Same sort of vibe. A nasal doucha. colonic. 
Yeah, it's just like powerful, whoosh, in through the sinuses, whatever, whatever, boom, out it comes. Do you think you'll still be able to nasal douche after you've uh, had your operation? I'm hoping I don't have to nasal douche, Pete. That's the whole point of the operation. <laughs> I had a CT yeah. scan and everything, and it, it, boy, is that sinus blocked up. Yeah. Right. Well, my head, I imagine, but yeah. Wow. So there you go. Anyway, uh, let's try. What's this podcast about again? I think it's about nasal douching. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Crikey, that is a... uh, Do you know what? Let's talk about friends. Nasal douching with friends. (laughs) Nasal douching with friends. Um, Big big moment on the podcast this week, because I think I've solved one of Friends' all-time mysteries. Oh. Are you excited for it? Um... Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. I'm going right, to wait till fine. the appropriate point of the podcast. Okay. But I think a big mystery and an oft-discussed talking point amongst Friends fans. Can we have a clue? Or? discovered the solution. Uh, yes, if it is true, Rachel has done something heinous. Heinous? Mm, heinous. Is it, is it heinous? Heinous. Is it? <laughs> Is it because I'm thinking about colonics? It <laughs> I don't think heinous rhymes with anus. That's not right. Uh, hang on. Heinous. A heinous, like a heinous crime. Excuse me, here's the internet. Heinous. <laughs> heinous. 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 Yeah. I've never heard it said like that. Really? No. What? what? So you say heinous? A he- well, I don't think it's not a word I say very often. I'm going to try word. a different, different website. Heinous. <laughs> Again, wait, US pronunciation? Heinous. No, that's the same. No, that sounded more my way. You sure? Wait, one sec. Heinous. Nah, still heinous, mate. Mm. Still rhymes with the place you do a colonic. Right. What your nose? Yep. Yeah. That's a douche. Um, <laughs> crikey. <laughs> this has been, even by our standards, a chaotic start to the podcast. I mean, it? I have been up since 3am, so have you? I should have I, seen this coming. I didn't wake up till 11 today. Right. You've got no excuse. Oh, I've not quite woken up, I guess. Um, there you go. You, you made me question myself there, Pete, but I'm glad that we, that we discovered that. Um, shall we, shall we talk about friends now? We start, we, we almost started to do it, didn't we? Uh, we we came close, yeah. I said the word Rachel, to be fair. Yeah, that counts. And the word friends twice. So here we go. Uh, a request, a request, yes. My horse for a request. Yeah, you've got it in your messages. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I was padding because I'd put my phone yeah. away and then the WhatsApp web thing on this computer wasn't open, so I didn't want to open it. And then I've, I've, I've been padding. Cool story, bro. Read the request. Uh, I'm going to read the follow-up to the request first. Why? In light of, ahoy hoy, this is from Wednesday. In light of my episode being next week, well, this week now, going to pretend I hadn't been counting backwards and didn't know mine was next week. Oh my God, if, did you actually work it out? That's very impressive. I'd like to formally request the change of my name from Hannah to your preferred format, Hannah, comma, Sheffield. Oh. Northern representation on the pod. Uh, also, sorry for the most basic quiz layout. I'm no Danny from this week or Quizzard Amy. I actually thought Hannah's quiz was very uh, simple to read. Ah, oh, fuck. Do you know what we've done there? What? We've made it clear that there's a quiz. No jeopardy. Because somebody <sighs> did message, actually. Somebody commented this week on the old Instagrams saying that they tune in for the jeopardy of whether there's a quiz or not. It's a quiz or not every week, I know. I like that. That was um, Andrian who commented that. Um, oh, but it. there is a quiz. Okay. 
There is, well, there is a so we've lost Andrian. She's gone. Sorry, Andrian. Sorry, we're sorry. More, there'll be more jeopardy next week. You can't have it all every week, can you? Um, I saw Amy the Quizard this week. By the way, did you? Yep. There you go. That's a nice update to my life. That where, probably where nobody was that? cares was that about the quiz. No, Pete. That was at uh, the opening night of Spitting Image, the musical. <laughs> Right, because Amy's partner Jerome. Uh, am, I, am I doing like a lot of data protection uh, errors? Maybe this week? change his name. Uh, Amy's partner, Crunky. Crunky. That's the first word that came into my head. Right. It's not a name. Let's go again. Not even a word. Amy's partner Tub. Uh, is the musical supervisor on that? I mean, I've I've done all of this now and got it to a point where I've said his job title and the name of the show, so anyone could just Google it. Anyway, Crunky he's Tubs. Like, he kind of did all the music on Spitting Image, and it was excellent. And he's very talented. Right. Um, anyway, saw them at the party, had a nice time. Let's talk about Friends. Crikey, I haven't even read the request yet. Hannah from Sheffield says, "Ahoy, hoy, Pete and Dave of the podcast. I'd like to request the one with the cooking class." I think it's underrated, and I'm surprised it hasn't already been done. Very refreshing for season eight, when the plot tends to be more serious. It's a great light-hearted episode for all characters, like Joey with his abysmal joke, Ross and his Indiana Jones references, and typical Monica wanting to be the top class for a subject she's an expert in. Um, wanting to top the class, sorry, that was uh, me reading words badly. Also, did you notice that when Phoebe tells Chandler it's time for him to get his interview, she points at the cookie time cookie jar? I think that's what she talked about in a Jimmy Kimmel interview and how Matthew Perry gave her the tin when the show ended as a memento. Oh, that's cute. I didn't notice that. I look forward to hearing this episode, Hannah Sheffield. Uh, well, Hannah, I'll tell you what, I hope you're still with us because I reckon it's about nine minutes in and the episode's about to start properly. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I look forward to hearing this episode and the ramble fest that it precedes it. You are welcome. Uh, would you like a synopsis now, Peter? Uh, yeah, go on. One with the cooking class, 227419. Yeah, yeah. Medium, right. isn't it? Monica's cooking skills get a bad review in the post after confronting the critic who wrote it. The cricket? Who wrote it, the cricket. Right. After con- confronting the cricket, she decides to join a cooking class with Joey in tow. Rachel gets jealous when Ross meets a girl who flirts with him at the baby department store. Uh, woman, please, Wikipedia. Come on, we're better than that. And Phoebe helps Chandler prepare for an interview by stopping his natural instinct to make immature jokes. Where would you like to start, Pete? I think it should be Chandler's interview, don't you? Yeah, I've really not got much to say about this, to be honest. No. The problem with this entire plot line, right, for me, and I don't know if you agree, and British listeners in general agree, but duty isn't a word I ever grew up associating with poo. No, or doo-doo. Or doo-doo. All of that. Doo-doo and doo-doo. So that entire thing flies over the head of of the Brits, I think. And I'm not saying we're the most important people in the world, Pete. Uh, but frankly, actually, we are some of the least important now. I think we need to be combating British exceptionalism heavily by going, you know, overcorrecting and going the other way. What by no, we are no, I agree, I agree. Well, yeah. we've we've also had a false sense of our own importance for quite some time, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So now the empire's crumbled, we can happily admit we're absolutely wastrels. The empire's crumbled. Do we not have 
Do not have Sorry. that Sorry. Oh, yes. Well, when, when <laughs> hang on, is this a reference we made on the podcast or is this on something else? <laughs> They're talking about Bill Clinton. I, was, that- I made a joke at a different time about Bill Clinton. Pete still thinking Bill Clinton was the president. Anyway, something, something, Pete. Was that something we recorded, or was that just when we were chatting? I think that was in correspondence brackets only available on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash friendspod. Right. Oh my god, what a smooth plug that was. Dave, absolutely nothing about the last 11 minutes has been smooth. No, it hasn't. But do you know who's enjoyed it? Probably one person at least. Mm -hmm. And they are our favourites. Um... What were we talking about? Yes, I don't get the doody doody thing. And I, so I remember certainly watching it as a kid and just going, I don't know what's happening until at the end, which is admittedly very funny. Chandler says poo. And the way Chandler says poo is very funny. And it is a very funny word. But an and American it, saying poo sounds odd. Uh, agreed, right? Because they probably, normally say it with an extra P. Yeah. Yeah, but poo is much funnier, isn't it? As a word to say. And the guy that's interviewing him repeating it in a sort of yeah that's uh, agitated tone very funny but yeah overall like those both those moments of tell us what you do do and tell us about your duties um don't really don't really fly for me pete i don't know about yourself also is the conclusion just that he just does he does he genuinely doesn't get this job because of saying that yeah he basically had the job didn't he yeah isn't that mad yeah and then talks about poo and it's gone To be fair, if I was interviewing someone for a job and they started talking about poo, I don't think I'd give them the job. No, I think I'm not big on poo chat. No, it's awful, isn't it? You know how some people relish it? I don't. No, I don't like it. I think it's, well, I was going to say, I think it's, you know, a bit beneath us, Pete, but anyone listening to the last 12 minutes of this podcast would. You (sighs) mentioned a colonic after about a minute. You are. Yeah, but I didn't say the word. I can't do it without saying the word now. Oh, this is too much, Pete. I'm I'm tangling myself up into a dizzying web of of duties. Right. Um, This this plotline also opens with a joke that I will happily admit I shouldn't laugh at through the prism of 2023 and body shaming, but I did involuntarily laugh at. And that's, you know, I'm just admitting that to everybody because I think other people might have gone through the same thing. When Chandler walks in and says, hey, Phoebe, fatty, to, to a pregnant Rachel. Yeah, heavily pregnant Rachel. Heavily pregnant Rachel. Wouldn't They, they, they wouldn't be doing that now, would they? But no. did I do a little laugh, Pete? Happy to, ha- happy to? No, the, the opposite. Happy. Ashamed to say I did. You know the uh, running joke about nobody knowing Chandler's job? Yes. Do you know your best friend's job? Like uh, the the, the, clo- the friends that are closest to you, do you feel like you could confidently say what their jobs are? My best friend Simon, who now lives in Australia, <laughs> I do want to say events. Right, I, I do. I, I think something, something events. Like my friend Martin, I if ever he talks about work, or if anybody like asks me what I what he does, I say that he's a copywriter. And cool. he's, he's, he's not a coffee writer. What is he? I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's something like that, but not a coffee writer. This will be a good test to see if Simon still listens to the podcast since he moved across the world. Um, and then you can correct me, Simon, if you do, as to whether you do, if it is events. But it's that sort of world, you know? Mm. Definitely used to do events, didn't you? Uh, so yeah, to sum up, no, I only know my friends' jobs if they're very clear to me. Do you know what I mean? 
Do you mean if they're like cool jobs? No, not cool. Just that like, you can I've got, gain I've, something from. I've no, not at all. The opposite, in fact. <laughs> but like, I've got a friend who's a barrister. I know he's a barrister. There's no, I understand what that is. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've got a friend who's a violinist. There's no mistaking that, right? She plays the violin. <laughs> right? There's no, there's no. But jobs, I'd say jobs. They're sort of more officey based. I'm not so good at keeping track of. Yeah, I would like people listening to this podcast right now. To ask themselves, do I know what my best friends do for a job? Yeah. And question yourself and let us know. What does your best friend do for a job? We'll talk about it on the show next week. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, but I am going to run away from you. Very relatable line. Yeah, that is good. Use that in my everyday life, certainly. I don't think I've got any other notes about Chandler. That's kind of it. No, it's just sort of Phoebe. I did enjoy his, you should meet my uncle Bada. Yeah, that, I don't like that element of Chandler's humour. No, it's too. It's it was in that in this moment it felt a bit forced, didn't it? But it did make me laugh. That's Dad jokes, isn't it? Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Yeah, but Pete, you know what? We're gonna be doing them more and more as we get older. I think I do a lot of dad jokes already. Right. And it's only a look into the bleak future for us, Peter. And on that note, let's play a sting. Monica's cooking. Monica's cooking. God, how many copies of that paper did Ross buy? Well, yeah, and also imagine just being able to, or at least thinking that you could prevent a bad review spreading just by buying like physical copies of something. Like, I mean, this was two thousand and two. The internet was certainly around, wasn't it? Yeah, true. Like, it's hardly, it's hardly like you've erased it all. And as is pointed out, Monica's bad review of her restaurant, which is why Ross bought all the papers. It's still circulating all around the rest of Manhattan. Yes, you're right. What does he, he says something about two blocks, doesn't he? He's bought yes, unless our entire customer base is... is and I, I wouldn't have thought even with the, the restaurant is within two blocks of where she lives. That would be a very convenient job, wouldn't it? That's true. So it's not even like two blocks around the restaurant, which you'd hope would, would be the starting point, you know? You know when she takes the um, Tupperware into the guy that reviewed the restaurant? Yep. That cooking looks fucking awful. Like, it looks disgusting, doesn't it? I it's agree. like very, very watery, uh, well, it's soup, isn't it? But it, it doesn't look like it's soup. It's a boulebase, Pete. What is that? I don't know. They say it a lot, and I don't know what a boulebase is. Some kind of soup. Boulebase. There we go. Uh, what is a boulebase? A, a type of seafood stew. Oh, God, that sounds awful. Not even soup, though. Like a chowder. It originated in Marseille. Um, well, it looks awful. Um, yeah, it doesn't look tasty, does it? I, I'm on the side of the critic. Although I generally, I don't like critics and sort of that sort of personality, which I know has been enhanced for comic effect, but that sort of smug, I know everything better than you do. Like, no, I'm not going to say it. That's snobby, isn't it? Well, what are you going to say? I'm just going to be like, Monica's a professional chef, and this guy's teaching cooking down at the like night school. That's true. I, I don't think, and, and that's nothing against people teaching at night school. That's a very crucial job. But you know all that, like, is it I a crucial job? 
Is well, cooking in a night not, school no, a I crucial <laughs> job? <laughs> I just I just meant teaching in general. Do you think they school. were key workers during the pandemic? No, <laughs> we weren't clapping then, were we, Pete? <laughs> on the doorsteps <laughs> on a Thursday night. Clap for cooking school staff. <laughs> night school specifically, Pete. Not day school. <laughs> not a course that you go on in the day. A yeah. night only course. Um yeah, no, but do you know what I mean? I just I just feel like Whilst every job is important, there's no what, there's no reason why he should be so smug over Monica, who is a working professional chef in a busy Manhattan restaurant. Yeah, fair. Also, this um, cooking class that they both attend under false pretenses, or yeah. are false pretenses in Monica's case, yeah. um, what they cook, like it's all so dense, like a very <laughs> dense pasta dish, which seems to contain cream. Yeah. Followed by some pretty hefty chocolate cookies. Like, you are going home from that with a food baby. Absolutely, Pete. And do you know what uh, looked delicious in that cooking class? Um, everything. Yeah. Everything. That's my kind of cooking, baby. Although the most annoying thing about this episode for me, uh, not the smug critic, not the heinous thing that Rachel does later, uh, is that Joey, when he leaves the cooking class at the end, takes three out of the four cookies yeah made. that bothers me that does oh, bother me he sort of stacks you? them up doesn't he with his hand and then leaves one why would you leave one yeah that's a whole cookie and she clearly wasn't protesting and saying leave them it wasn't a speed thing was it no Ay. anyway a lot of this plot line hinges on joey we're well down the track of joey becoming stupider and stupider aren't we because he just doesn't know doesn't know the meaning now. of abysmal um, and that sort of plays in a joke right at the start and sort of halfway through when when the critic says abysmal again. And again, the smugness of him, it'd been fine for him to just... I know it's the joke and he's bringing back the word abysmal, but that is a strong sentence to say to someone, isn't it? Your but, food's to abysmal. their face, particularly. Yeah, just say, it's not, not to my taste, you know? Hmm. Bit ironic that Monica doesn't like bad uh, restaurant reviews, though, I'd say, considering how she got the job at Alessandro's in the first place by writing a bad review of That's the previous show. That's true. Chef. Yes, that's true. Taste of your own boulabaise, eh, Monica? <laughs> I Tastes a bit. Taste that boulabaise. But no, thank you very much. Also, you know that bit where they're arranging to go to the cinema? Yes. And Joey says, Am I making you here or am I making you at the cinema? Why would they ever not meet there? <laughs> like, they literally live opposite each other. Yeah. Why would they not make that journey together? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You you might argue maybe if Monica's coming from work, they might meet at the movies, but the fact that Joey walks into her apartment full well knowing she is already there to ask that question, yeah. absolutely. Why would they never just meet in the corridor between their two apartments? Um, that intro to cooking class, boy, does that start quickly. Uh, yes, it does actually. I mean, I know it has to start quickly so that they don't leave, but I, yeah, I've been to classes before. Like, that cooking show would have been, that cooking class would have started with, like, welcome everybody now. Has anyone done any cooking before? You know, it'd be that sort of thing. It wouldn't be, welcome to class one. What's the difference between a Bernays sauce and a Hollandaise sauce? Yeah, bam, straight in with a quiz. Yeah, it feels very, um, culinarily aggressive i'd say she should leave the uh, quiz to the end leave the quiz to the end and maybe even add some jeopardy as to whether there even is a quiz yeah. welcome to intro to cooking maybe i'll ask you some questions later maybe i won't it depends if they've done good organizing or not it's not quite like our podcast i guess but could be hey do you know what the most relatable thing in this entire episode is though uh no joey eating uh all the cheese is a pre-cooking snack. Um, 
Yeah, although I'm not, I'm not a big snacker of cheese. Oh god, a snacker of anything. Uh, do you know what I'd be more likely to do? What I would um, eat from the bag of chocolate chips that end up in the cookies. Sure, I think I think you could extend the pre-snacking cheese to you know any sort of ingredient whilst making food. You know, mm. I have to buy double the cheese if I'm going to do a recipe because for that exact reason, I think one of the reasons I don't cook regularly. Here he is justifying it to himself that he's not just a lazy prick. When you but, say cook regularly, you yes. mean any more than once every six months. Oh, well, you come at me at a bad time, Peter, because I've cooked not once, not twice. No, twice. I cooked twice this week. <laughs> what did you cook? In the last week. Was the second um, time reheated of the first time? No, I don't count that as cooking, P. I don't count that as cooking. What did I cook? I mean, it was a recipe box, to be fair, so it wasn't like... But that's still cooking, isn't it? Following recipes is still cooking, yeah. yeah oh, recipe yeah. box, hang on. Yeah, like where they give you all the ingredients. Like a HelloFresh type thing. It wasn't oh, okay. HelloFresh, I can't remember which one it was. But you know that thing. So they give you all the ingredients. But I still did the cooking, I guess. I just didn't do the individual buying of the ingredients. Right. But I just can't remember what the fucking dish was the first one. Well, it's clearly very memorable. Yeah. Anyway, it's not a great conversation, to be honest. But I just wanted to say I have cooked twice in the last week. And frankly, that does bring my total in June to twice. Mm. But still. How can you cook that little and still not remember what you cooked? Uh, there's a lot of stuff to remember, haven't I, Pete? No, you haven't. Uh, do I not? I've got friends trivia to remember. I've got lines from friends about cheese to remember. Mm. I've got a lot to remember. Okay. I, ho- I hold a very short-term memory for stuff like this, to be honest. I've got a very good long-term memory for, like, things that happen. People need but- a long-term memory to remember the start of this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to my short-term... You know, anyone says on a Monday, what did you do this weekend? Immediately, my brain goes, I just can't fucking remember. I literally can't remember off the top of my head. I have to really think back, you know? But it's not very I know what you did at the weekend. Talk. What? Spitting Image the Musical. No, nah, that was last Wednesday. Oh. I know, right? See? Mm. But I only remembered that because of an anecdote about the Friends quizzed Amy. It wasn't that I remembered doing it, per se, you know? Fascinating. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> anyway, uh, to sum up, would eat a lot of cheese before cooking. Wouldn't probably, though, wash it down with some cream. I think that's where me and Joey go our separate ways. No, that sounds hideous, doesn't it? Awful cream. Oh, not drinking straight cream. Um, as was uh, hinted at quite strongly uh, by Hannah, in, sorry, Hannah Sheffield in her request, Monica is fucking annoying in this episode, isn't she? She is, Her yeah. need to be the best at this thing that she's already the best at. Yeah. I also love the, um, I like the extras in these scenes in the cooking class because none of them have any lines and they're all like <laughs> stood around watching the the drama of Monica performing in this cookery class. They all yeah. gather around while the um, teacher samples their meals as well. And as Monica points out, sort of do very hyped up courtroom drama <laughs> reactions. Yeah. yeah. Which peak to be fair. Extra behavior. It is peak extra behavior, very extra extra behavior. Um, but to be fair, Monica, the way Monica, the character, is acting, I would say the characters around her deserve to give her a bit of dramatic reactions. I mean, the star thing, that's too much, isn't it? Making an alumi- like a foil star. Yeah. Aluminium, I was about to say. And then I realise we're going to cause yet another Anglo-American debate. Oh, yeah. What do they say? Aluminum. Aluminum. That's it. Aluminum. Jeez. 
Um, <laughs> I enjoyed Joey's line. Like, hey, I got an A in school. I'm a dork. Great. Like, this is a very good episode for Joey, I think. I think he um, provides some excellent light relief in this in this plot line. Um, and then at the end, we get that sort of closing tag scene of the intro to acting class, which is very Joey, very funny. Yeah. Doesn't get the, the, the first very simple question that they ask in the acting class. Upstage and downstage. Upstage and downstage. Pete, do you know the difference? Downstage is at the front, isn't it? It is at the front. Near yeah. the audience. Near the audience. Do you yeah. know why that is? Because it's downstage. Yeah, but why is it downstage? Because they used to be sl- slanted. Slanted, yes. There used to be sloping, uh, sloping stages back in the olden days. Yeah. And which one's stage left? Uh, if you're sat in the audience, it's the one on the right. There it is. There it is. You are officially more knowledgeable than Joey about the profession of acting. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Right, to Rachel's heinous crime. Uh, her heinous crime, yeah. Her heinous cream. <laughs> exactly. The heinous cream that Joey drank down uh, after eating the cheese. Um, I think, you know, there's that bit um, where it becomes clear that the shop assistant knows paleontology. Yeah. I think if you know of specific paleontology scientists or academics, I feel like you'd probably be better suited to a career that doesn't involve selling baby items. And by that, I'm not saying that she's like... People that cook that, that teach cooking at night school aren't, uh, aren't worth something? No. No. Like, she clearly is very knowledgeable about a specific thing. Yeah. Her career, her livelihood... Does not align with that does thing. Does not align with that thing. No, it doesn't. And she doesn't say she's like studying it and putting herself through school or anything like that, does she? No, she's just reading some quite very niche sounding book for pleasure. Well, that Ross is teaching in his university class, yeah. Yeah, so like, she's, she, she knows her shit, clearly. She is, yeah, absolutely. And frankly, and I know this ends because of Rachel's demands, which we'll come to in the end, which is not her heinous cream, to be fair. Um... But has there been a woman more suited to Ross that he's ever met? No, that's true. Actually, never, um, never. I do love her flirting. Actually, she the the bit about Indiana Jones is great, but also yeah. the really like overly flirty. I can tell you work out that bit. Yeah, also really good. <laughs> she's great. She's a great character. Big fan of Katie, um, and I think she gets short shrift 
from Rachel. She certainly does. She's called a slut. She's called a horny bitch. She's called all sorts. A whore, slut, and a horny bitch. Yeah, it's not uh, not great for the old uh, women respecting women here, is it? No, this is a bad. This is a bad color on Rachel. This whole thing, isn't it? She refers to her as a whore, doesn't she? But I really like Phoebe putting her in her place with her. We must alert the church elders. Yes. Although I thought it was funny that, that Phoebe mentioned church elders after having asked the question, did she know he wasn't married? She didn't say, did you know you two weren't together? Yeah. But Phoebe's barometer for morality seems to be, as long as Ross isn't married in law, he's a single and available. Game on, yeah. I don't think I remember this line being quite so blunt, but that bit where... Rachel refers to Ross picking out some shop girl at Sluts R Us. Yeah. It's yeah, quite she, it's really quite horrible language, isn't it, actually? It's it's really bizarre and it doesn't paint Rachel in it. Like because what I think we're supposed to feel here is ultimately that Rachel is feeling insecure in her pregnant state and doesn't know what the future is for her and her baby. And all those things are understandable emotions, right? But what really comes out is God, she's been an absolute dick. Yeah. Like, she is being really fucking horrible. She's horrible to her from the start in the shop. She's being a dick. Oh, I'm standing by the register with a cash, with a card and a board. You know, like, she's just being judgmental. And the bit with a button. Oh, you yeah. missed the button down. Oh, I see what you're trying to do there. God, Rachel, put your judgment hat away. And also the bit where she ultimately tells Ross that she she's aware that she's being unreasonable and yet still makes this sort of list of demands because she's struggling and she's yeah uh you know it's it's insecurity isn't it really on some level um yeah. it's just a, it's an odd odd episode for Rachel it is and i don't know i wonder if what they were trying to do is build up Rachel's unreasonable behavior to the point where she asks that of Ross and to try and illustrate that him doing that is such a nice thing for him to do. Because this is one of the times, you, the rare times you side with Ross over Rachel quite heavily all the way through the episode, right? He's being fairly reasonable and nice and normal, and she's being incredibly unreasonable. But I think this might actually be Ross's finest moment in all of Friends. Like, it's an incredibly selfless, and like, he's overcorrecting far too much for what he, you know, is perceived as the behaviour he's done wrong by going out with a girl. But he agrees to an absolutely mad thing because he, like, sees how important it is to Rachel and, like, illustrates the sacrifice she's made for their baby. Like, that's an, like he, after her behaviour in this episode, the fact that he goes, yeah, you're right, I won't date anyone. I get it. It's completely unreasonable, but I'm going to do it. I think 10 out of 10, Ross Keller, don't you? Yeah, fair point. And ultimately, it does, it also looks... This kind of lays the groundwork to have some sympathy for Ross in time when after she has the baby and they have those conversations about dating and then he looks out the window, doesn't he? And he sees Rachel with Gavin and he's kind of wondering why he's making all those sacrifices. Yeah. This is kind of teeing that up, although that's obviously quite a way off yet. Yeah, for sure. But it is certainly something that watching that Gavin episode in isolation, you'd think maybe Ross is being a bit unreasonable. But yeah, based on the context of this and what he's now agreed to do here, maybe he had more of a point, hey? Maybe. I do really also enjoy, um, I'll grab my coat and my whip and the entire awkward conversation that follows is such good late seasons Ross. Yeah. So I like regular sex. Well, not and all of that sort of stuff. I just, that, that is 
absolutely top tier Ross behaviour. Well, also that conversation comes about because Katie has gone to home deliver something and then says home deliveries aren't really part of my job description. Well, no shit. Yeah, I know, right? I know. And then Ross tries to tip a woman that's asking him out. I mean, that is not a good look. But uh, fortunately, he's very aware of that and, and makes a reference to it. Have you ever heard the word horny bitch in that episode before, by the way? Because it wasn't in the UK version. Uh, I think I had somehow. I think I might have watched this one DVD. on Netflix It was on the DVDs. Yeah, yeah. It, was on the, it was on the DVDs, but never on the UK televised version. Well, there you go. Um, and it does come out of left field. I mean, she says it so fucking loudly, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Crikey Moses. Um, and I think Rachel is right. Ross would date a gorilla if he called him Indiana Jones. And do you know what I Yeah, me? fair point. So would I. Um, what's a diaper service? That's a good question. Couldn't tell you. Which, right at the start says, we don't even have a diaper service. To me, I hear diaper service, and I think sort of delivery for diapers. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a thing? Is that a thing that happens in... I mean, I was going to say in America, I don't really... Not hugely au fait with... I'm Googling. Yeah? Diaper service. Uh... Diaper service companies deliver sanitised cloth diapers to your door on a regular schedule and pick up the soiled Ah. ones for laundering. Imagine your job being picking up soiled nappies. Wow, I did not know that was a thing. Is that a thing here? British mums? It does seem to be a thing, but mainly an American thing. feel like, to be fair, in terms of sustainability... I'm in favour of the diaper service. Right, okay. They don't have a crib yet, Pete. Am I just bringing that up because it's got my name in it? Mm, who's to say? <laughs> but it is nice when they say my name in Friends. Um, it does seem a bit late one week to go to not have bought a crib, to be fair. Like, that baby could Yeah, that is quite today. disorganised. Yeah, that's bad. That's, that's Dave and Pete doing spreadsheets level of disorganised. Yeah. And then finally, before we get on to Rachel's heinous crime, did you notice the editing heinous crime? No, what was that? Uh, right after this first scene where Ross needs to pee, you know, and Rachel does that, oh my God, you know, we still got a thing. And I guess, I'm just kidding, and he, go and pee. There's the transition into the next scene. What can you see in May 2002 in the transition scene? Uh, uh, Twin Towers. Yeah, we'll try to mate. Wow. That's a bad mess, isn't that it? That is bad. That is a bad old mess. Um, but yeah. And it's still there, still there on Netflix to this day. Wow. Tell me the heinous crime. Okay, right. It's a throwaway line, Pete. It's a massively throwaway line. But you know when they get all the stuff delivered? Yeah. And there's loads of it? Yeah. What does Rachel say? Can't remember. Do you remember? She says something like, blah, 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 there's loads of stuff. How serious are you about keeping Ben in your life? Yeah. How many times do we see Ben after that line is said? <gasps> None. Not, not. Oh once. my God. She she did us all a favour and got rid of Ben. She insisted that Ross gave up his only son mm. <laughs> so that she could have enough baby supplies. Yeah. I think, let's not go too far and say Rachel murdered Ben, but maybe she wrote murdered Ben. But like I'm just saying, you don't throw away a line like that and then never have Ben come back in Friends, do you? It's quite a dark ending to our own... Um... Quite a dark ending. Luckily, there's no jeopardy because we know there's a quiz. So play the pre-quiz music. Just 
still reeling from the uh, Ben plot twist, but there we go. Um, well, this episode will be at the end dedicated to Ben in the form of a, you know. Nah, I'm all right. Um, <laughs> I like that your first instinct wasn't, oh, that is sad. It's, God, she did us all a favour. <laughs> um, this quiz uh, has six questions for no apparent reason. Holy schmanoli. Uh, you ready for question one? Oh, am I? What was in the fruit bowl on the table in the apartment? Oh, Hannah Sheffield, you know our weakness. Bananas. Chili peppers. Oh, not the fruit, I see. Question two, what material is the star made out of that Monica makes? Aluminum foil. Well, the answer actually says, aluminium, note, not aluminum. (laughs) Hannah Sheffield, have you pulled it back into into our favours? Question three, what was Joey's excuse for eating the cream? Um, uh, Washing it down, cheese makes me thirsty. Cheese makes him thirsty. Yeah, absolutely fair. Uh, you know this one. Question four. What does Ruler Ra- Bays? No. Question four. What does Rachel say Ross would date if it called him Indiana Jones? A Boola Bay. I mean, a gorilla. <laughs> it's a gorilla, yeah. Question five. Remember, Boola this is Bays. not the last. No. Shit. What question does the teacher ask in the acting class? Uh, oh, uh, what's the difference between upstage and downstage? Correct. And finally, I know you know this one because we've talked about it. How many cookies did Joey take with him when they left the class? Only three of an available four. Correct. Good quiz, Hannah Sheffield. Thank you for that. Uh, hang on. I forgot to look up what next week's episode is. Oh, my goodness. Some sort of flaw in the uh, administrative proceedings of this podcast, Peter. Who would have ever deigned to think? Next week's episode is... Yeah. Hey, hey, what's next week's episode? I was about to tell you. Just to follow the convention of me asking you, because that's what you normally oh, do. Oh, sorry. Know? Fine. Uh, season four. Ooh, yes, please. Episode six. Mm-hmm. The one with the dirty girl. Good, strong. Okay, with the hamster, Thanks. the little hamster gets squished. Quiz? Question mark or not? Oh, uh, oh. Let's check. Let's check. My spreadsheet says no, which probably means yes. But let's see. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No quiz. Zero quiz? Zero quiz. Zero quiz. I'll do some Instagram admin to that point immediately. All right, good. Uh, And I think on that note, goodbye. Remember what the episode is for my Instagram uh, admin? I literally just said it. I know, I've forgotten already. Oh, the one with the dirty girl. Fine. All the best. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.